0: Power naps like maybe once twice a day. Yeah. It was god awful. So I was I wasn't eating much. So I I dropped some weight, which isn't good. I'm already pretty thin as is. So I started looking gaunt and kind of frail. But I felt like in my mind I was justifying everything that I was doing, and I felt 100%. But on the outside, I did not look 100%. Yeah hello and welcome to Begotten Beauty, a podcast intended to exalt mind, body and spirit. I am your host Sarah Kestner along with my co-host
1: Kyle Kestner.
0: And today's topic is going to be all about mental health. So thanks for tuning in and we'll get to it. Welcome to the first episode of Begotten Beauty podcast. A podcast intended to exalt the body, mind, and spirit. So all things beautiful, wonderful, unique, etc. Uh, today's topic is mental health, yes, because I was recently, very recently diagnosed with bipolar 1 disorder, and we just kind of want to talk about our experience with it, mm-hmm. see if it can help enlighten some other people and maybe help people that are going through the same thing as we are, and we were.
1: Yeah, this mental health thing is no joke. We didn't see it. I didn't understand what it is and how bad it can get until it happened to you. Uh, And it was a huge eye-opener in seeing that it happens to so many people. And I know I can't be the only husband that's completely oblivious to the severity of mental health.
0: Yeah, I think women get the short end of the stick on that for mm-hmm. sure. We have, not only do we have to struggle with mental health issues, we also struggle with hormonal issues. So combining both of those together just makes a recipe for disaster. And I think men men definitely don't um, give us enough credit or recognize that as often as they should. Yeah. It's sad.
1: It is a little sad, but it's important to now be aware of this mm-hmm. and we can move forward yes. so like let's let's talk about what got you aware of your condition
0: uh i first became a, I, I thought i was bipolar maybe about a year ago i had talked to a, a friend who was actually going to go to school for uh therapy therapy and counseling and he had kind of suggested that I had bipolar tendencies and I started really researching into it and I had heard that my father might be bipolar, um, from another family member. And I just started digging deep and really, um, being honest, very introspective with myself. And that's kind of a difficult thing to do. It's when you really start like Mm -hmm. peeling back the layers (laughs) and I, I guess I just, I knew, I think deep down that I was bipolar, but I wasn't ready to get help and I wasn't ready to announce it to the world that, hey, Sarah has bipolar one disorder and she's a freaking wreck.
1: She's you like, mentioned that when we went for a walk a few months back. You said that you thought you may have been, or that yeah. you are bipolar. Yeah. And I thought, okay, so yeah, and we, again, what do, you do was, again, again, over
0: the Again, over the head, in one ear and out the other. Yeah. We didn't really know to what extent bipolar can wreak havoc in your life. And I had had waves of spending and hypersexuality, on and off for the last oh gosh, at least twelve years. Uh, so it was it was really a challenge. I think getting to the point where I finally admitted that i have something well i think I it was to
1: the point where it got too late right i right when you said you thought you were bipolar i thought okay well well who isn't it and just means
0: a mood swing Mood swings. exactly thought.
1: yeah the weather can be affected of your right your mood gets affected by the weather and it was getting starting to get cold it's like yeah i mean right. we live in north idaho so uh pretty obvious or pretty common to be bipolar when you live in the right. northern hemis- when hemisphere. Your movie and your
0: environment changes, yeah, yeah. and you, you bend with the environment. But...
1: Uh, so let's I, talk about what happened when you got to the point where you to the point? What got me to the to point. Right, so
0: I was having a um, terrible time with my... I just felt like all over the place. I was very manic, this is before I knew exactly what it was I was experiencing. I was in a manic episode, And I felt almost invincible and I also was not sleeping. So my insomnia just completely took over and I became uh, just like a, I wouldn't even say a walking zombie because I was so energetic, but I guess I I kind of was, I I was just going through the motions of that manic episode Mm -hmm. and it got to the point where it, it completely destroyed my sleeping habits. Um, and that's the other thing, like just the random habits you pick up with bipolar disorder, you have to be really careful with them because if you pick them up during a depressive state or a manic state, it's, it's something, again, you want to be introspective about and constantly be self-aware. I think self-awareness is really, really crucial in, in overcoming bipolar disorder or any mental health disorder, really. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah. Yeah when you
0: how was i when i wasn't sleeping oh, what did you, what did you, you see
1: you seemed to think you were okay but it was right. blatantly obviously to me that you weren't mm-hmm. you I didn't eat weight. much I, You were yeah, I wasn't losing eating weight. Much. we would go disc golf and halfway through the course you could hardly walk you were constantly sitting down taking a break mm-hmm. and i would i would bring that up to you You're Sarah, right. you should be sleeping yep. but I, was... I feel fine and then you'd bring up how some people can s- maintain a a life cycle sleeping Inter, inter, intermittently Throughout the day Like every Two hours They take a 15 minute nap And you said that Maybe that's The way you function Better Yes but, uh, What,
0: what and, the hell Was I talking yeah, about Yeah And
1: I was like No that's not what you're doing You're mm-hmm. up all day And you're up all night uh, But Again That's that manic thing Like it mm-hmm. made sense to you I could in justify your anything yeah, yeah It was perfect It made sense yeah. uh, And It was Obvious to me, though, that things weren't quite clicking. So, not to, not to disregard your condition and make an excuse for me is that why I didn't seek help for you sooner. Uh, our dog Sparrow mm-hmm. was dying She's from DCM, dilated cardiomyopathy. Yeah, I think is how you say that. Uh, she basically her heart was not beating correctly, so her lungs would fill up with fluid, and she'd Pulmonary cough. Fluid. Mm-hmm. Cough at night that kept you up a lot.
0: Yeah, I would say that was a big trigger. I want for me.
1: and I so I kind of blamed it on your your mood swings on Sparrow dying. It's like been our baby for the past twelve, twelve years. years, and so I kind of thought, well, this is obviously a tough time for Sarah, and she's not getting a good amount of sleep so this is on a bad time of our life but it will be soon past us and i think i i kind of used that as an excuse for your behavior and then when she did die uh it really really seemed to be obvious that your mind was not working like it's just a, like it was supposed to mm-hmm. because you you kind of went off the deep end it was like you found a happy place in your mind where the death of Sparrow didn't matter and it ele- everything like, else going I on. I was elevated
0: above all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quote, unquote. I did my little quotations with my fingers. Yeah, it was. She definitely triggered something inside of me and I. I so kind of... do you
1: think it never would have came about had Sparrow not died? I
0: don't. I don't. Think so? I think I would have eventually ended up where I was because you're definitely I was pushing. Bipolar. I, mean, I am. Yeah, and I was pushing the limits with, with my manic, yeah, tendencies. I definitely was. I would have just repeated the pattern. You know what I mean? In
1: minor patterns until I wouldn't
0: have broken of... that cycle.
1: Sure, cycle of. So
0: in in reality, Sparrow's death was a blessing, really, because she helped bring this to the forefront, and saved me in a way.
1: Yeah, thank you, Sparrow. Yeah, the Pomeranian dog.
0: She was the cutest little baby puppy. She was really cute. I'm glad she went. She went in her sleep. It's the best way to go.
1: All right, we need to talk about <laughs> mental health and not dog health. We are. But... We are
0: talking about mental health, but you you were just describing how it was that I got to the point. Yeah. Of, of mania that was beyond our control and the insomnia that the breaking was breaking point was terrible. Like I wasn't sleeping. I was
1: mm-hmm. seriously
0: taking like twenty minute power naps like maybe once twice a day it was god-awful I was I wasn't eating much so I I dropped some weight which isn't good I'm already pretty thin as is so I started looking gaunt and kind of frail but I felt like in my mind I was justifying everything that I was doing and I felt a hundred percent but on the outside I did not look a hundred (laughs) percent yeah I looked maybe like 30 it was bad Mm -hmm. but i like again i was in my head on cloud nine and the no sleep i think it just got to the point after sparrow died kyle really encouraged me to go to a doctor or at least you know check myself in somewhere to get some help so
1: what happened is i called your doctor telling and told your doctor that you hadn't been sleeping right um because you recently had surgery for your endometriosis,
0: right? And I so can... we thought
1: maybe it was your hormones that were getting out of whack. Called your doctor, told him, yeah. told them what was going on, and they said you need to take Sarah to the ER immediately. Um, they asked how long has it been since she had slept, and I said, I don't know, like five days. And I knew that sleep deprivation is a big deal,
0: right? Well, and that's so... the other thing you brought up—something important about my endometriosis procedure that i had i had um i've had endometriosis throughout my life and i've had two operations for it the the latter operation that i had earlier this year took out excised most if not all of the endometriosis that i had um and the hormones i was automatically thrown into post-surgical menopause and the hormone imbalance is unreal Mm. uh absolutely unreal so it was a culmination, I think, of my hormonal imbalance and my bipolar tendencies that threw me over the edge. It, and it's really incredible, actually, how bipolar and hormone therapy kind of intertwine. Um,
1: so I wonder if you didn't have endometriosis, if you'd still have bipolar.
0: I think I would still have maybe bipolar, bipolar too, because not that's just—I feel like my one. personality is really like that. Yeah, maybe bipolar too. Correct. Maybe it wouldn't be so severe. Yes. Um, but I ended up going to the uh, emergency room and just getting myself checked in. We had made a few phone calls to doctors, um, my primary care physician and the doctor um, that had done my procedure. And they just recommended that we go right into the ER and get seen. And so that's kind of what I did. I self-admitted and I ended up in the psychiatric ward um, facility of Kootenay Hill where they kept me in prison for Fourteen days.
1: Yeah, basically it in felt, prison, it felt she like had prison. no way out. She couldn't get yeah. out until she had a clean bill of health, according to the doctors. And I was a good little and girl
0: and took my meds.
1: She had to take her meds. She had to sleep. She had to uh, partake in the group meetings yep, group and stuff meetings, like that. Meet she, with doctors. Yeah, I therapists. couldn't because of COVID. She couldn't have any uh, any people to come see her, so right. I, I could only talk to her via the phone, and that sucked. She handled it hard. so well, though. Compared to a person like me, if I was in a facility like that, I know I would be throwing a chair through a window. So anybody that's been admitted, uh, kudos to you, uh, because they treat you like you're not sane. Right? No, they they treat automatically
0: you... treat you like they do everybody. That like you are are the worst, yes. of the worst.
1: They thought Sarah was bulimic or anorexic because she was so skinny. But she's already skinny. But they were blaming her diet on her, her uh, body size. So, of course, when she would eat, right, they'd take you, or no they would they would watch you if you went to the bathroom they wanted to make sure yes, you weren't yes they would monitor
0: me 24/7 with everything that I did including using the restroom
1: so they were in a way misdiagnosing were, your case they were they were because it they... was infuriating for me because you'd call me and tell me what was going on and it's like well are these doctors doing their job
0: right and i they wouldn't listen to me i would say i'm not you know anorexic mm-hmm. or i'm not bulimic Um, Because I would say the I would use the word purge, and when I when I purge something, it's like an energy um, exorcism that I do on my body. It's really weird. So they mis misunderstood everything that I said. That
1: you would purge. How did you use that in context? I can't
0: remember exactly how I used it when I was talking to one of the nurses. I think we were it was at the very beginning. Okay, when so I was you were, admitted, you were manic. I was still manic. C-
1: correct. We were all kind of talking crazy to begin C- with. Correct. So. I was
0: still kind of in la la land mm-hmm. and I would say purge, but I meant an an energy purge. So
1: they took it as purging in the bathroom, correct. throwing up in the toilet correct. after you would eat. But you meant it as what?
0: Just an en- just an energy exorcism. Like you you just you shed what you you don't want anymore, kind of thing. It's like a manifestation.
1: So again, that's something that's way deep for the average person to take in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You, it makes sense. It still makes sense, not even being manic. Like you can kind of understand right. those thoughts. Right, I but know what you're... I mean,
0: but yeah, and they I don't. understand what you're
1: coming from. Correct, too. but
0: they didn't. So, so that was the, that was. Keep the in scribble. mind,
1: Sarah had been acting out in the ER before she was able to go see the doctor. Uh, you had gotten up and walked around the facility. T- you were talking to the patients, telling them that you were going to heal them. Remember? Like, I oh, want people I to understand remember. that there was like, there yes. were some really crazy things that went down. Yes. I was when like in, t- in a
0: different world. Big time. It's she Salt walked Lake. into
1: this uh, facility for COVID patients. Remember yes. that? Yes. That little room that's that kind of cu- fenced off, yeah, the cubicle. The- you walked in there and you were like thinking yeah, you I were going to cure gonna, these like, people. I was these people
0: they were okay.
1: Yes. And the doctors were like... You can't go in there. They actually had to call security on you. And I went in there and got you and pulled you out of the room. And then you you looked at me and said, This is stupid. I got to go back in and help these people. And yeah. then the nurse got up and she like got you by the shoulders and said, You need to sit down. You can't go in that room. Uh, so I mean, this is a big... It yeah, was for a some huge You feel deal. like
0: God or Jesus. Yeah. You get those Jesus vibes. Mm-hmm. You know where you can start like helping and healing people Talking when you're manic.
1: Let's, let's talk about the what four days before you were admitted when we were playing that game red dead <gasps> redemption yes we were it, playing would... red
0: dead 2 red dead redemption 2 i'd play and... she'd
1: watch me play the game that's right. how we do the it's thing it's super here.
0: fun yeah i kind of coach you along and yeah. you play all the missions out i felt like we that game was real life speaking to us almost you would it was to talk so about bizarre. characters
1: in the game how yeah. they correlate to people that you knew in real life and like her dad's a formal navy seal her cousin Remington died he was a, a navy seal too that's just um, so random he died um, we don't need to go into that story but then What there, did you
0: mention that for?
1: I mentioned that because in the game there was a red-headed character that oh, looked that like, I said Remington, like Remington and then your yeah. dad worked for a company called Blackwater
0: Blackwater that's right and the right.
1: town in the game was called Blackwater and though in the game these two things I came up thought it was the up, group of people I don't know. But, but it was so
0: weird. There was so many It came up like for like
1: 5 seconds and you completely pieced it together. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could have made a movie off I of could've. what you had yeah. <laughs> off that little bit of information. And people that are boom, manic. Boom, 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 boom. pieced it together and then Sarah's like, "You need to go follow that guy cuz that's Remington and he's in the game and the creators of the yeah. game made this map for you to I mean, it was like I was I I think I paused the game and asked you. Like, no, you I know. Okay? I was
0: literally like, and people that are manic, they know exactly what I'm talking about. And for those of you who don't, your ability to connect dots is otherworldly. You can literally like, gather information from a magazine, like a, a random magazine, mm. and somehow find that that whole magazine correlates to something that you know and very well. It's it's the crazy. It's actually really, really cool. If you, I is. wish I could control it. A little bit more. Um, I haven't really been able to do it since I'm on medication. But that was a really fun, that was a fun part of being manic, I'm not going to lie. It was just the connecting the dots that, that I experienced. Connecting the dots. A fun puzzle.
1: Well, it's a part of your brain that should stay...
0: I don't want it to stay dormant because no, it,
1: was, it... That was the word I was looking for, but... It's
0: a great part. It's a seek and destroy. Yeah. You I said am you amazing. heard
1: sounds from, like, other doors? like. I did. I actually could hear through walls.
0: Door. I mean, my, my hearing became so acute.
1: While she was admitted in the hospital, oh, it was, mind you. Oh, it
0: was... It just killed me. I, like, that was the thing. That was just way too much stimulation. I closed my eyes. So and was I the
1: brain pray. getting hyperly sensed?
0: I'm not sure, but I... my it must be. But my like, my, I swear to God, my I could hear through walls. My ears were so acutely attuned to like my surroundings. I could close my eyes and I felt like I I had just levitated over into like the next room or like somewhere out in like the common area. I could just hear people so well. I could hear a pin drop, you know, or like a if there was a mouse scratching at something in like another room, I'd be able to hear that. It mm. was so much stimulation. I could not. That was. That was my biggest complaint while I was at the hospital about how I couldn't shut off my hearing, my auditory uh, hallucinations. How was
1: was your eyesight? You think that was.
0: Uh, My eyesight has stayed the same. Okay. Maybe it might be a little heightened when I'm manic, but it mostly was. You still needed to
1: wear glasses, right? And contacts?
0: Yes. Well, I didn't actually have them in the hospital. I didn't have my glasses. And you read. And I read, yeah.
1: So do you think your eyesight was improved?
0: Uh. I don't know. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell.
1: But hearing for sure.
0: Hearing, absolutely.
1: And smell? 20
0: out of 10. Smell, yes. I became acutely uh, aware of certain scents and aromas. I couldn't shake them. That was the other thing that happened before I was admitted uh, was when I would smell things. I kept saying I could smell something bad or smell something good, and I... I would say it was like this energy or this bad juju that I was like picking up and I had like this nose like a dog and I could sniff it out and get rid of it. That, again, the purging. I could sniff it out and purge it. It was so, so weird. And then that, that went away as soon as I was medicated. All of this went away as soon as I started taking Medicated medication. on
1: lithium, right? Correct lithium and
0: they were giving me tranquilizers at first just so i could sleep Mm -hmm. and then i think lithium because they
1: said that there was a possibility that a lot of this was sleep deprivation right and they also because of the manic i think they
0: they also thought at one point i could be schizophrenic but then they realized it's just me
1: and why did they decipher
0: the because of that whole i have like a different Side of me, like personalities, I have like. So that m- sounds multiple... like schizophrenia, right? It does. But yeah, it but wasn't
1: it, different people; it was just different. sides It was sides me, just different you. sides, correct? So m- that...
0: I'm multifaceted. I'm a chameleon, is like what I what I tell people.
1: So that's more bipolar. Yes. Different personalities, different but pers- the same person correct. is bipolar. That now different bipolar. People is schizophrenia.
0: Yes, different people According entirely to is schizophrenic. Correct. Hmm. Is how I understood it. Yeah. So I was not. Uh, not schizophrenic, but hardcore bipolar and heavy, heavy, heavy on the man on the manic side. Um, I have had really dark depressive states. I have battled suicide, suicidal thoughts, and the actual act of suicide. There have been two times in my life where I was ready to to actually end it, and for for some reason there was like a little a little whisper or a, a faint voice in my head that would just say like Hold on, you know, just hang in there." it's going to get better. I had no idea if that was true or not, but I'm very the one thing about me is I have faith like nothing else. I I seriously sometimes I cling to to hope, faith and hope as a lifeline and I think in those dark moments that's kind of all that got me through, you know.
1: And that was your low point of bipolar.
0: The low points, yeah. yeah. Very that would cause extreme, that. And extreme look- mood swings, huh?
1: Yes, and looking back in our marriage over the past 10 years, I can see where your bipolar affected you immensely. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's not until I understood what, what... Well, not until they told me that my wife was bipolar. The doctors uh, told me that over the phone. Then I thought, okay, let's look into bipolar and see what this is all about. And that's when I started seeing, like videos of people that are expressing their their symptoms and what it was like for them going through being bipolar one and i thought that is exactly like
0: sarah yeah
1: and i think i'm probably a little bipolar i think everybody's a little i
0: really bipolar. do too i think a, nearly every person has can or does have bipolar tendencies yeah. who I isn't affected by the weather who
1: isn't affected by finances i mean right. it's just the fact that if you're bipolar It's really affected your mood.
0: Right. It makes them more intense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You suffered from headaches all the time. Oh, my God. Yeah, migraines. So you think that was the low point of your bipolar. So for people that don't know, bipolar people have huge ups, like a roller coaster, and then they have huge downs. Mm -hmm. Sarah would have a huge up for maybe a a month. Uh And then it was like every month you'd have a two-week freaking migraine. So how do you think your the migraines were caused by the bipolar yes Lack the, of the chemical
0: the chemical balance in my brain yeah serotonin imbalance for sure that's the other thing i've had migraines since migraines since i was I got like 5 years old and i think and i've i've always had a very hard time with anxiety and i think all of that again correlates with hormones and ultimately correlates with my bipolar 1 and getting medicated has given me my life back and and annihilated all of those symptoms. And my hormonal imbalance symptoms are gone. My migraines are gone. My anxiety is gone. And I, I attribute that to the lithium. I'm taking 450 milligram lithium tabs twice a day. And those have literally changed my life. And I, you've
1: been on that for a month now? About a month now,
0: yeah. Okay. And I feel great. Do I miss being a a little manic? Sure. I'm not going to lie because it's, it's fun energy. You're, you're a ton of fun when you're manic and manic people just get shit done, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but you can't be that way all the time. And it's better, it's better to, to bob and weave, you know, the ebb and flow, the yin and the yang to find the balance, right? To walk between two worlds constantly. And just dip your foot in here and there. I think if you can do that, that's all you need.
1: Yeah. The lithium will keep you at an even keel. Yeah. Just regular Sarah, not a crazy amount and not, right. not, not a, enough. Not a sad Sarah, just but not a, a like, straight... super
0: excited Sarah. Just a, yeah, and we, a medium.
1: And it might take some time to get the right dosage figured out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd love to hear anybody's comments about their experience on yeah. lithium. Yeah.
0: Yeah, if anyone else out there has taken lithium and has uh, benefited from it, definitely comment uh, because
1: which you should you can find in our description, I guess, mm-hmm. in the podcast. If you guys want to find the email account or you have, we'll list everything yeah, we have with yeah, the Begotten Beauty, whether it's, my social medias mm-hmm.
0: and all of that, all yeah. of that stuff. We'd love to stuff. hear
1: from everybody and what you what your stories are as well and mm-hmm. how they correlate with Sarah's story. If you have any tidbit info and everything we're very new to this and so yeah i'm learning
0: we're learning as we go yes and we've thought well we should share our information with some people maybe we can all like come together and grow together and maybe someone who's listening will actually figure out oh maybe they're i have bipolar too
1: yeah that's that would be cool. that would be great find out before it gets. St- i shouldn't say too late but it was too late for-
0: it wasn't too late. It happened you. when it needed to. I it was think. too late
1: to the point where we needed help outside of the help we could provide. I pushed provide. it. I definitely yeah. pushed the boundary. Yeah, yeah. Not you. I mean, I could have helped too. Uh, let's let's talk about remedies that we've tried at home, like the psilocybin, THC, CBD, and all that stuff.
0: Um.
1: Because you know there's somebody out there just like us that thinks everything that we need is... In the forest, and well,
0: yes, Mother Nature gives us what we need, I believe in in that Mother Gaia, I do
1: but with that being said, there's still things that we need outside of modern natural medicine can medicine.
0: can be helpful again mm-hmm. when it's when it's used appropriately, and like the, the intentions lithium. are good, yes, like the lithium it can it can definitely alter your life in a substantial way. any of these things can mm. Mm-hmm um mushrooms being the predominant thing that alters your life that's a red pill right there if you know the reference the red pill or blue pill from the matrix mushrooms are the red pill
1: and we don't promote these things like no THC, and i'm not, even, CBD, I'm not saying psilocybin. go out
0: i'm not saying go out and take any of these things we are not doctors we are not giving medical advice this is simply our experience with these types of substances and i think highlighting what what we've learned from using them is important to to bring to your all's awareness, especially with my tendencies that I've had that led me to the bipolar diagnosis. Mm -hmm. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I just
1: was wanting to get that out on the table that we've tried other remedies. Uh, You did CBD years ago, and that helped your headaches.
0: It did. So then
1: we somehow, I don't remember what got us down this trail of psilocybin, if it was a Joe Rogan podcast or... I'm not
0: sure if he had promoted that yet.
1: If, I think it was something time. we saw on that show Gaia about mushrooms. it was too. Mushrooms. And so we thought, okay, let's get that And then that we listened go. to
0: the book, Michael Pollan's book, How to oh, Change yeah. Your Mind.
1: Read that book. If you guys want to get into anything yes. outside of psychedelics, don't do it. Don't listen to us, but if you want info...
0: How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan. Mm-hmm.
1: I'd say that that was definitely what God it was the is game changer. The, the trail yeah, that got me into plant out. medicine mm-hmm. really heavily. Yeah,
0: and I, I not only um, used CBD, I started using cannabis. I started using uh, psychedelic mushrooms. Do you
1: think the mushrooms caused your I bipolar?
0: Feel like the mushrooms might have aggravated that aspect.
1: Because you had done some recently, you think? Or just in general from doing them I think in the in, beginning?
0: I think recently.
1: Yeah, because you've done them how many times, you think?
0: Oh, 12 times? 12 times. Between 10 and 12 times? And you,
1: the last time you did them, it was, what, two months before you had to been admitted? It been was when we were
0: with Zach, so a couple of months ago. Yeah. Yeah, they, they definitely... I love... I love what mushrooms have done for my life and for my view of the world and of myself. But I would extend a notion of caution that you should not consume them if you may have like mental health disabilities. Because I think you really need to have an intention and a set and setting to where you can be monitored and really use the mushroom as it it's designed to be used i feel like recreational it's it's a little sketchy
1: yeah it's hard to know the right dosage if you, if you have mental health you're schizophrenic. It's you may not know there. that you're, you're schizophrenic until right. you do mushrooms and then your whole world Well cuz it just like hyperactivates
0: your yeah. mind and like for a lot of people with health or a mental health disabilities our minds are already like supercharged we have like over active minds uh so I think adding anything like that into the mix, that kind of exacerbates your, I don't know, your mental awareness. It could be it could be very draining and somewhat dangerous. I think. Yeah,
1: I think I wanted to bring that up mainly just to prove a point that you've tried.
0: I have on
1: everything because I I know I that there's someone out there thinking. Do mushrooms? Because mushrooms is this new kick that everybody thinks will cure everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, psychedelics, whether it's mushrooms or uh, LSD, um, ayahuasca—you know all that mm-hmm. stuff. People seem to think that that just cures any mental condition, but we can s- prove today that it didn't exactly cure your.
0: Well, I think that's bipolar. the. That's okay. The. It's funny how we just expect them to cure us.
1: Yeah. Because they're such a powerful drug. It's kind of rude. But yet.
0: You just expect it. I think you mm-hmm. have to have an intention. Well, you, you, I know you have to have an intention. And intention with plant medicine changes everything about the way that the medicine is used by your body. Honest to God, truth. If you set an intention of, I'm going to work on myself. And I want to be very introspective. And I want to remove my destructive manic behaviors. If you, if you have that in like the forefront of your mind and then consume plant medicine, the medicine will work accordingly. If you don't and you take it completely recklessly and you don't give a crap and you don't respect the plant, plant's not going to give you what you need. It won't. That's just how it works. It's energy.
1: Don't abuse it.
0: Your energy is everything. Yeah, Yeah, don't abuse, don't abuse it. And I I get so saddened that people say that cannabis is the gateway drug to other drugs, but it's, it's, that's such a terrible, terrible title that's been attributed to cannabis. And cannabis gave me my life back a couple years ago when I wasn't able to sleep before I, again, I knew that I was bipolar it put my body into homeostasis for the first time it knocked down my anxiety tremendously and i i would say little prayers before i smoked and things i mean like it it's funny you know in hindsight i think i was on the right track it just so happened that this past year all hell broke loose hmm. you know i had the post surgical menopause my dog died which my dog is like my baby my fur my fur kids is what i call them And, uh, then the no sleep and I, it just threw me over the edge and I needed, I needed to seek help. I needed refuge and I found it in lithium.
1: Lithium does help and it's there to help people. Yeah. So yeah, again, if anybody knows someone that's suffering from mental health, uh, like bipolar, you know, look at the warning signs. If there's, if they're talking strange or not sleeping over over energetic
0: yeah lots of energy if if someone is just like balls to the wall
1: get them help don't let Anyways. them suffer i mean don't let don't allow yourself to suffer watching your loved one go through this uh, it's uh, I, I i'm dumbfounded thinking back that i saw it going down and did not know what to do or what it was caused by mm-hmm. it was weird, and we've gone through a lot of stress over the past couple of years, so I just figured it was a stack of everything on top of itself, like with sparrow dying, like we had mentioned, maybe that was contributing to that whole thing yeah um but like i I'd, I'd said a couple of times, honey, I'm going to take you to the I'm taking you to the doctor today and then you'd say you felt fine. Yeah. And you you nice. went through these waves where you would act loopy, and then you were okay, and then you'd act loopy. It wasn't until two days I know, days because before, I wasn't sleeping. Yeah. It, yeah. It wasn't until so, two days before I took you in where, until it, it actually got really bad, mm-hmm. blatantly obviously bad. Uh, yeah, and it was just, it's bizarre. It's It's something else. But she's okay now, and again, you guys, we've tried everything under the sun besides lithium, and it just turns out that the one thing we hadn't tried yet for Sarah was the one thing she needed, lithium.
0: Yeah, it helps stabilize me. Mm-hmm. I am stable now. I would appreciate uh, dearly if, if this finds its way to someone that needs to hear this, and if, if you feel free to share your experience in any comments below or email BegottenBeauty1 at gmail.com. I would love, I would love to hear that because that's the the whole purpose of this podcast. To get people website. together.
1: Spread knowledge yep. to learn new things. And we'd like to get to the point where where we can just read people's questions and maybe answer yes. their questions or read their uh, knowledge that they email you yes and we can just kind of feed off of other people's experiences you guys can feed off of our experiences and that we just kind of learn together as a huge community Mm -hmm. that would be that's it that's the biggest thing
0: this is a community this is a safe space so that's that's exactly what i want for this podcast all right well thank you thank you guys my stomach is growing i need to have a snack
1: enjoy your day and we will see you guys next week
0: later beautiful people